Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. I wish people were like, everybody who has moist hands, it's like, it's always the fear that somebody's going to think, I, that they think you peed on your hand, and, no, and <laughs> whoever, who pees on their yeah, hands? Who pees on their hands, really? Although, have you ever heard of urine therapy? I have not. Is you, that a real have, thing? That's a real thing. Oh, yeah. shoot. I, I look into it. What's a real thing? I wasn't urine listening. therapy. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's man. a real thing, but we can change the subject right away. <laughs> <laughs> we can instantly change the subject. I am. Uh, my my. I live with four daughters and Kirsten, and I think that I'm accused of urine therapy of trying to institute a policy of urine therapy frequently. I think like. Oh yeah. Like, can't you aim? I'm like, I actually can't. At 43, it's kind of hard to aim. Oh, I have that same problem. Yeah, I only have I mean, two, two women in my in my apartment, but yeah, it's an issue. I'm trying. I'm trying to aim. I'm trying. But it dribbles. It's just, there's no way around it. Shoots it shoots every which way. It's just not. I know this isn't a great subject I'm to 40, start on, yeah. but I'm 48 <laughs> and I got good, pretty good aim. You do? Yeah. We'll it's, see. it's not the aim. There are certain bowls that doesn't matter where you hit it, it splashes. It's bananas. Yeah, and I, I. That's what the water's for. The water well, stops. Well, but then you don't the want to make noise. But sometimes you hit the water and it splashes from the water. So it's like. It's, how how hard are you peeing? Know. That's like what is well, it? A tidal you, wave. If you have great aim, though, that's that's an asset. That's a selling point. I have good aim. Yeah, yeah. that's just like my, a, my aim is true. Aim. Yeah, like Elvis Costello. Yeah. So you wrote a book, or are you writing? A, you wrote one. No, I I did just finish it. You it's, completed it's it. Printed. Yeah. Wow. Is it a biography, autobiography? It's a collection of essays uh, um, that it, it involves. There's a little bit of memoir in there, but it's mm -hmm. but it's not a memoir. It's a collection of essays about the stuff in life that I think is, you know, the, the important stuff. The first part of the book is relationships. So there's an essay on marriage, one on friends, kids, people you work with. Then the second half of the book is the big, pillars you know forgiveness integrity sense of humor mm -hmm. you know so it's non-fiction non-fiction essays essays what's it called it's called objects in the mirror oh right thoughts on a perfect life from an imperfect person mm. that's interesting and how do you go about forgiveness or what's that one about forgiveness was maybe one of the more important ones to write because you really have to kind of like you have to look at your who haven't I forgiven who haven't I been forgiven by I mean you have to I had to wade through mm -hmm. some fairly painful stuff for that but one of the things that I really got into when I was doing that was you know we all want to be forgiven and, and there's some places there's some situations where I haven't been forgiven mm. and yet and I've reached out and so at some point, then the, the trick becomes, then well, then you can forgive yourself, mm. you know, when someone won't do it for you. And that was a powerful medicine that came from writing the book was like, OK, you know, when you really have looked at the situation, taken responsibility for a role that you may have played, a way it may have hurt someone, mm -hmm. they don't have to forgive you. You don't nobody has to. But but when you forgive somebody. It, you are the beneficiary of that, yeah, including true. yourself. Yeah, for sure. Especially that, yourself. That's the hardest one to forgive. It is. You know. It is. Oftentimes, it is. But um. But it's. But when you do it, like you can actually move past painful stuff. You know. Yeah. And that was. So that was a good chapter. We made a chapter. One of the last chapters. So. What brought this on? The book. Yeah. It's a good question, man. I. <laughs> I think I just, I think I just wanted to write a book. I just yeah. thought, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write one too. You know? Yeah. yeah Cause you, and, and you do these like Instagram posts or Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, you write your newsletters where you write these things and you think it's all disposable. Yeah. Know? Well, you want to connect with people mm -hmm. and I like that little connection, but it does. It just fritters through quick and you kind of think, I don't know if that had an impact. And, and then 
music like yourself i've been in this now 20 years right and hey i love it it's a great thing but mm -hmm. it occurs to me that there's a lot of people who what i have to say they might be into but maybe what i do musically just isn't their cup of tea right and i'd like to reach some of those people you know maybe yeah. they aren't into the singer songwriter americana vibe that i do yeah but i think i got something to say to them so i thought well this will be another medium and i can get in here and i could do this I just didn't realize it was going it's really it's harder it's it's not it was a lot to I underestimated how difficult it would be why cuz letting go of it or no it's cuz sitting down the mechanics of writing a book mm. are so different than I've been writing songs for a long time mm -hmm. comfortable with that writing a book is super solitary um because I read a lot I feel like I have a sense of what I think good writing looks like and this was something where I could actually sit there hours on end, days on end, and look at it and be like, wow, this still is kind of a piece of shit. Like, it's mm. not, I'm not saying what I want to want. The tone doesn't ring as true. It doesn't seem authentic. And that is just humbling, you know? Mm. And then it's fun to say, oh, I'm writing a book, you know, out and your friends, oh, that's neat, you know, and you get to talk about it. But when you, when it occurs to you that you might give it everything you have, you might work tirelessly on it. And it still might be not that great. It's its own craft, you mm -hmm. know, it's its own thing. It's not something, you don't just, you know, pick up a scalpel and start brain surgery, but somehow a book, you think, well, how hard can it be? I'll just say what I mean. And yet- It's kind of hard. I mean, Well, me. you also have good aim. I mean, you, we've, yeah. you know, you're good at certain things. Maybe, maybe you pick it up, but- Yeah, I can miss the toilet bowl. I, mean, I, I thought it was gonna be tough, but I didn't realize like, I mean, I'd been working for a year and a half and I got uh, on the bus one night with the band and, and I, to read them an essay. And I just, cause I hadn't read it. And I thought this will be fun. I'll share it with some of my closest friends. <laughs> and, Not fun. No, I mean, I, I started sobbing when I was done reading them this chapter. And they're like, what's up? And I'm like, because I know this isn't that good. Like, it's just, it sounds a little preachy. It doesn't sound that interesting. Like, it's. And you started crying? Sobbing. Sobbing. Yeah. Why? Because you felt broken by it? or? Well, we don't know each other that well, but yeah. I am prone to. T I live close to the water. I'm a, I'm a crier. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm not afraid to cry. That in I'll and of cry. itself isn't, but I mean. I cried at the Elton John movie. Did you? Like a baby. Really? Oh, man. Like. What was like that about? Why? Gushing. What? And then I had to go home and like, you know, wish my day a good night and lay in the fetal position and weep all night. Okay, so that tell movie, us about that. That movie slam dunked me. Yeah. Okay, what was yeah. it about the movie that it got just, you? I related to it. it. Whatever, you know, his, his uh, just, it hit me hard. You know, it's one of those things where, and it's like, what his relationship with his dad, and his well, his family, his yeah, family. that whole thing. It was just like, it just was like it, it crushed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I you, think I that's know all. What scene. I didn't. I didn't think I know. What I scene didn't want to go this deep about. into that. I wanted to just like, like, <laughs> like uh, let you know that I'm also a crier. <laughs> but you also. But I, I didn't want to go into psycho. Was it the I scene? Wanna, was it the scene where he like, goes to visit his dad? No, I mean it was the whole damn thing. Whole thing. It was just I related to it, and you know I liked it a lot. I mean I know a lot of people thought it was cheesy or whatever, but I thought it was powerful. No, that's cool that it's it. A, uh, I mean. But anyway, back to the essays. <laughs> well, well, for me, for me, it was. Um, I guess you know, if I really was to get into it, it probably mm -hmm. has something to do with shame. Yeah. And I, I just felt slightly ashamed of myself for, to to think, you know, you you sort of think like, well, I'm I'm good at these things, and then you sit down and you work on something for a year and a half. Yeah. And when you put it in the light of day, yeah. and you go, this isn't. This this isn't releasable yet. Like this isn't yeah. this wouldn't do anybody any good. And I've worked really hard on it, mm -hmm. and that was so you a felt little defeated. Yeah, I felt really defeated in that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it ended up making the book. You know, you re, you go home, you regroup, and you get up and keep going, which is what we. So do. were you writing essays before, like, or did you go like I haven't written anything, just songs, and I just want to write a book, or were you like, oh, I write these essays, a couple of them are good, maybe yeah. I should write more. Yeah, I mean, I was I was dabbling, yeah. you know, but I didn't. One of the things that I now know is if you're gonna write a book, it's not a bad idea to kind of make an outline of it before you start. You know, right. that helps direct it. It, it can but if be, it's a collection of essays, why do you need an yeah, outline? Yeah, well, 
if you sit down to write a book, maybe you will find that the, you don't. But I wrote an awful lot of essays, and I wasn't sure what, you know, you're fishing around for it. It's like when you're trying to figure out an album. You're just, what's this album going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was when I kind of got a framework for it that I still had tons of work to do, but it actually got to be slightly, there was some light, you know, because when you're just writing, that's like saying, write me the best song you've ever written, and it can be about anything and there's no parameters. Mm-hmm. That might feel liberating to some, yeah. but that's an awful lot of freedom, you know? Yeah. It's com- sometimes nice, I think, to have some kind of, you know, we're going to write a book, for this reason for now and then mm-hmm. maybe we'll write our book about other things another day but it like frees you up from feeling like you have to tell every story you've ever lived you know i see what you're saying um did you have like a pattern of like oh i write in the mornings or i do morning pages and then i write or was there like i didn't but you know it was I, just the, whenever wherever i could see how that works and i and, and i but our life you know like a lot of people's like it's we got four kids. I'm yeah. on tour. I still don't make my living as a writer. I make it as a songwriter. So it's right. like kind of like I had to keep attend to business. So I would just write when it would be when I'd have free time. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, my 12 year old said to me just the other day, she goes, Dad, are you going to write more books? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know, honey. And she goes, I hope not. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, because I every free time, yeah, we're going to the beach, and I'd be like, "Not me! I'm gonna sit my ass in this chair, and maybe I'll have like a good day, but maybe I won't, and I'll feel like I got nothing." And, and you missed out on family time. I missed out on so much family time. When she said, "I hope not," did that make you go like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm not gonna write one until they graduate college"? It, you know, I w- if I was, it well, kind it kind of did, but I know myself, and I know that if I have a book to write, I'll write it regardless. Like. Yeah. I mean, every album I've ever made in my life, I'm like, this is probably the last one because I just need to do this one last <laughs> yeah. thing. And then, you know, yeah. you make the album and then, and then, but, but I, th- but I think of it now, it's like a meal, yeah. you know, you might get full, yeah, you, get full. you get real full you get hungry and you again. say, I'm never going to eat again, but you're going to eat again. Yeah. You know, you're going to get hungry again. So, yeah. but yeah. kids are like that because I, I, and you have four girls. Yeah, and I just know from Carmen. Every time I go to work, she's like, "Why do you have to go to work? Why do people always call you, and why do you say yes?" It's like it's always with the kids. Whatever keeps you from them is like cut it out. Well, and you clearly have, you got like a thing, an itch that needs to be scratched because you because you go hard. I mean, you do. You're like, yeah, I taped 150 things last week. (laughs) I mean, it's like you. I'm going to Europe to film James (laughs) in fucking Ireland. (laughs) Portugal. Oh, Portugal or whatever. Is that something you just did? Yeah. 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 And now I'm like his kid because I'm like, yo, what about this podcast, bro? Yeah, no, I mean, and you were hardcore. Like, when are we doing that? Like, a lot of people, oh, you should do this thing. No, let's do it. But you're like, you make it happen because, Mm -hmm. because you're compelled to, I mean, you do this because you're compelled and even my kids, who I love more than anybody in the world, except the fact that my wife's sitting right next to right. me, who I also <laughs> love in this way. But but your kids, like, as much as I love them, like, I could never be the, anything to them if I didn't scratch that itch when it came along. Mm-hmm. I just got to do it, you know? Yeah, so. of course. That's good to be an example of somebody who gets into the flow state and has a passion. Hope so. Yeah, Definitely. What I else? Like I appreciate the encouragement. Bored and watching TV, that's not a good look. Well, it's like you said before before we started, you said, you know, it's you nice know. when life's getting after you and mm-hmm. it's and it's true when you're tempted to nice to be complain busy. about the chaos, like it's true. Yeah. You know. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New England, Connecticut. Uh-huh. Um and then we moved to Massachusetts cuz we would be like Connecticut's a cultural void. Kind and of then is, we though, started having it? kids, and we're <laughs> Sorry, like, we should go back. <laughs> you know what? Connecticut, Connecticut's not a culture. Is it, under, is it underrated? It is. There's so many creative people living there. <laughs> I mean, it, but but it but it also has. There's like an entitlement to it that that kind of where you're like, well, we'll just it does pay have for a bad the, rap. Yeah, and I get it. I I, I get pissed. <laughs> Who's the Springsteen of Connecticut? 
this the Springsteen guy. of Connecticut. <laughs> you know, like wow. every state has its. Uh, well, dude, yeah, I mean, I, I go into school with John Mayer. He's uh, going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I saw him play with the Dead last week. It's like. Okay, John Mayer is, I guess. I didn't know he was Connecticut. I didn't know he was Connecticut. Oh, yeah, John Mayer. Wow. There's so. I mean, in my graduating class alone, you got John Mayer, uh-huh. you got Chris Drury, who went on to be NHL Rookie of the Year, Justin Long, great actor. Wow. He was a year behind me, but I mean. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot hey, bro, of creativity. I went to the same high school as the Black Keys. What? LeBron James is from my hometown. Is I that mean, it hurts. Detroit? Where? Akron. Cleveland? Akron? Akron. Yeah. Chrissy Hine. <laughs> I, so I know you're paying. You're like, I've gone on to do like <laughs> I'm not, international I'm, things, dude, but I'm like, I'm dude, not even on the list. I'm not even on the high school wall of fame. I remember I know. that. It's bullshit. We went I mean, to his high on, school bro. and he's like, where's my name? Yeah, it is bullshit. I mean, it's total bullshit. <laughs> but you know what? I don't really care. It doesn't bug me. It's much. okay. It's fu- it is totally fine. You know why? Because I like being an underdog. I just wish age wasn't a thing. Because I could be an underdog forever. It's just when you start factoring it against, hmm, how many more years am I going to live? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, if well, we lived to be 400, I'd be fine with just being an underdog for another 100 years or something like that. It'd be cool. How do you feel about being uh, middle-aged underdog versus I, being the young upstart? I'll tell you upstart. what. I feel better than I ever have because, you know, I got into athletics about three years ago in a hardcore way. And just so I don't feel uh, I don't feel my years. So I feel and also I've gone through a lot of transitions in the last uh, few years, too. So everything feels new to me right now. So I don't have that. You know, in my mid thirties or something like that, I I had more of like that road worn, like it's all over. Yeah, right. I've seen it all. It didn't mm-hmm. happen. I'm fucked up. You know, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing. So I I know what that's like. The end of the line. I feel like, but I don't feel that in any way, shape, or form now. So I really do feel like, you know, the whole cliche age is just a number. I I really feel, and plus I haven't. Uh, started a family yet like i i mean and i still want to yeah you got things that you possibly you know like so there in in a way i like there's a peter pan syndrome going on to a certain degree with me which i'm not saying in a in a when you're ironically dressed in green today too (laughs) head to toe i mean yeah i still wear shoes like that so i mean it's like (laughs) it is a peter pan outfit yeah i do have my peter pan outfit on but so what about you do you feel um like you know, are you feeling brand new about life or are you feeling like haggard and in the end of the road or somewhere? No, I mean, ironically, we were just having this conversation Mm -hmm. 15 minutes ago, but um, I feel this is great. This is the best I've ever felt. And we had this and we had this conversation conversation last week. Like everything in me is more excited than I've ever been. Yeah, me too. I feel like the work's more stimulating. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm I'm also aware of like you just said though like oh wow there's perhaps more time behind me than in front of me perhaps now. but maybe not with the new computers they're about to like syringe us well full and there's of, your you Peter know? Pan like, there's your you know I, I mean? I'm, I'm like, like a little more on the melancholy side <laughs> I mean, of it but that's good for you like, yeah you know, you know like, sure maybe maybe I, I did 90 minutes of hot yoga today I feel great you know. And that might just keep you living longer. I'm going to go to a steakhouse when we're done. And I so, do the steakhouse thing, too. So okay. I go yoga and steakhouse. I'm a weird one. No, that's good. I, <laughs> I gotta, I'm not doing the exercise very much, but yeah. we're working on that. That's a tough one. But um, yeah. uh, I, just, I just think, you know, you want, this, I've, I've heard people say, oh, wait a my My stepdad, who was one of my heroes, used to always say, Yes, Stefano, when you get to your 40s, like you'll just be getting started. That's when you're really going to do stuff. And I, I turned 43 next week. And I, like, I never believed him, but I do feel that way. You well, know? Do you know uh, the book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich? Yeah. I think it's in that book. And they talk about the prime years for um, human beings are, is um, the most creative is 40 to 60, which I was surprised. Because you don't often hear that. And that book came out in the 30s, yeah. even. So, like, that was when people, like, you know, died at 65, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, like no, yeah. you know, like, but it's like, yeah, they say the prime, your prime creative years, like, where you're, you know, your most 
you know, energy, but also know-how combines in from 40 to 60. So he, yeah. was, he was onto something. I think so. It's sort of the optimum spot on the matrix, you know, like, exactly. wow. And, and so I feel that. And yeah. I'm just trying and to just make the most of it. you're just at the beginning of that. I know. You're That's just exciting. right at the starting line. That's exciting. I already did a book. <laughs> things are good. Yeah, things are good. Yeah. Things are good. Yeah, man. I don't I don't share your optimism that I'm going to live longer. I don't know, but that's I got I got to work on that. That's just the yeah. aspect of my personality. Well, I mean, the exercise will help that. Do you smoke or anything like that? No. Well, that no. sounded like kind of. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I mean, Let me think about no. it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I eat no. like a, a fucking sumo wrestler. Is the thing. I eat I eat in a pretty. You don't look it. Well, you look skinny, dude, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. Tall and yeah. handsome and great hair. Go on. Jeez. Go on. He never talks to me like I don't that. Know. What the fuck's wrong? I feel like with the two of you, <laughs> since you're similar in age, what you're saying about the best years is if you kind of let go of the past, and say what was was mm-hmm. and just keep your eye on the prize then yeah your sky's the limit whatever's ahead is going to be the best of what you're going to do you just have to have that mindset yeah, yeah well and and you know i think that there's a something that a lot of us internalize when we're you're working up to something right up until middle aged you're mm-hmm. like okay you're a kid what do you want to do when you grow up and then you, college where are you going to do what's going to be your profession and then you're out there and you're trying to do it and there's this kind of idea that you're going to eventually get to whatever it was you were doing and then you'll coast or you'll just, yeah. that will be what you do. So I think it was a bit of a shock to sort of arrive at, that's the shock of middle age is you're like, wait a minute, you don't stop creating your life now. You, the, you, you keep creating your yeah, life 100%. and yet somehow you're supposed to have figured things out. And I was yeah, arguing with my daughter. I'm not where I thought I was going to be and all, all and that. It, it doesn't, like, yeah, which is true. And I'm in, a, I'm in a band with Peter Buck. And, and so I see somebody who has like reached the height of the heights possible that you can reach in, yeah. the, in the chosen field we're in. And it's like, he's still striving he, now. You know what I mean? Like yep. life doesn't stop just because you like, you know, and that's like what, what makes it interesting is to keep striving. I yeah, think. yeah. To be com- yeah. To, to be comfortable, to keep striving, to you know, to go. Okay, here we go. This is this is still on. This game is on, and yeah. let's play it. You know, it's fun. It it's is fun. It's fun. I mean, for the most part. I mean, do you you tour a lot, huh? I or? do. I do. When yeah. it, and this year I toured kind of like I used to, like old school. Like just felt like I was gone all the time. But it was. But it was because I had an album. That's a year old now that I thought uh, I got to make sure this gets its I got to get this out, you know, uh-huh. and that was sort of thrilling. It was hard to know, like, wow, I don't this is going to be physically demanding. This is going to be exhausting in a lot of ways. Mm. I'm going to be missing. I got, I'm leaving so much that I love behind to do this. But I also felt really compelled to get out and share what I was going on, you know, so I don't have any regrets. Right. You know. What was that album called? Objects in the Mirror. Same oh, okay. as the book. Same as the book. They were supposed to come out at the same time, but that's how much I miss. Uh, how much I miscalculated how long the book was going to take. The oh, album came faster than expected. Book took longer than expected. So the book will come out in April of 2020. And were there songs like for the essays and vice versa? Like, They're loosely tied together. What loosely, I ended up doing was putting the lyrics from the song. I did 12 essays, and there's 12 songs on the album. And so for the marriage the essay on marriage starts with the lyrics to a song called love of my life you know mm-hmm. and so there's a loose tie-in but it's you don't need one to get something from the other and you what's know? the essay on marriage like it's kind of i think that we go into <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot you of must, information surely you've read that <laughs> or only, only snippets, oh really really she hasn't read the book really yet. why not Yeah. That will they hear her? Can they? Can they hear my wife is yeah, here yeah, at the I podcast? Okay. No, no, but no, but I mean, yeah, it was it was interesting because there is a lot, and Kirsten has always been an, uh, a great partner in life, and because so much of my show is I'm talking about what's going on that day. I mean, every show is different, and I I try to be 
authentic. I try to be real, you know? And so, and it's, there's stories being told that maybe some folks wouldn't want told, but you've always been pretty cool with that. And if you disagree with me, you're not afraid to tell me that. And so, how, how but the, but may, maybe it's like, maybe it's just like better to keep it kind of a little bit at arm's distance or something. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> well, and it makes total sense. You know, in the marriage, what I wanted to do, the thing, the, yeah. the truth is, we've had a gr- we have had a great marriage, and we've been together a long time. It's always clicked. But I don't want to be obnoxious, like, hey, everybody, it works for me. Why can't it work for you? So I, I really dug a little bit and thought, let me share a bunch of stuff that that hasn't worked, right? That we've learned from, and yeah. and and so that's in the essay. But there's also this thing of like. We get involved in marriages with such shitty examples. We get romantic comedies, stupid magazines. You, you get mean a lot romantic of a comedies bad aren't real. Man, <laughs> you know, it's so frustrating though because then we walk into this thing that is one of the biggest decisions you're ever going to make in your mm. life. You got no real information that you're using. And and we don't we think we're just going to be able to wing this and figure it out. And it ends up, it's an important decision. So yeah. it ends up like you end up struggling a lot. And I think that if we were more, so in the book, in the essay, I tried to say, Hey, here's some stuff that has worked. And I know, you know, and might be useful. Right. Like what? Give me an example. Like identifying your fucking needs and the needs of mm. your partner. This yeah. sounds so obvious and we will say like, oh, it's communication. But for a lot non, of us... Have you read that book, Nonviolent Communication? I haven't, no. That guy that uh, does the gi- giraffe and the... I don't know the... Uh, what is <laughs> yeah, no. Steve McBean told me about it actually from the oh, band okay. Black, Black Mountain and I actually actually checked it is out. Is it like a book for adults? That- uh, well, it, I really just skimmed it a little bit. Like I haven't gone you know, into it thoroughly, but it's like nonviolent communication and it's like, yeah, kind of teaching people how to like actually communicate about their needs like and what love actually means oh, and right. like all these things. You know, it's just I interesting. Remember. But yeah. Well... I mean, whatever works for you. I've read books that have really helped, and we've had crappy parts of our marriage where I was like, "What? I got to figure this out." So I'd pick up a book, you know, that Five Love Languages book. I got some good. I, you get you get something what's, out of every what's book. What's that? Five Love Languages. Well, it's the idea that we don't all give and love. We we don't all give and receive love in the same way. So so in this case, you got. Um, yeah. You know, words of affirmation is one. Gifts is one. Quality time is one. Acts of service, like, oh, my husband mows the lawn so I know he loves me. Right. That that might be his way of showing you he loves you. Like, look, I fixed up the house. But if yours is words of affirmation and this guy's really yeah. emotionally closed and doesn't ever say I love you, yeah. you could be thinking this son of a bitch doesn't even love me. And he's over here, look, I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So it's exactly. really useful to, yeah. to, to, you know, there's, I think that, I don't think there's any one magic bullet, mm. but I think if you take all of these things, you can have a better marriage and go, you know what? If you, if you can determine that, then when he's out there mowing the lawn, you still might be like, hey, Buddy, I still need you to say I love you once in a while. But you'll get it. A but you'll more. understand. You're just yeah. trying to show me he cares. You Marshall know? Rosenberg. That's the name of the of this non nonviolent. The, I don't the giraffe thing. I, no, it's do I tri- want to read this it's, book? Is it's this is it puppets? It sounds a little new age for me. Uh, check it out. Check okay. it out on YouTube. It's it's more effective than you would think. Like okay. when he brings up the puppets, it's, it's funny and it, it, it. But it's actually kind of, you know, because in the end of the day, we're all just kids. You know, and so like him Peter do, Pan him, over here. I got some but, buddies. You're gonna lose with puppets. If I, I yeah, yeah, that's that's. Well, I mean, this ain't my guy, but you know, like I'm just I'm just saying. Anyway, it's a, it was interesting for the extremely open-minded. No, yeah. no, I, I will check it out though because I it is fascinating. Yeah, you're in therapy stuff. and Marshall Rosenberg. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you guys got married early on. We started dating early on. We actually, I, I get, we we met in high school, um, and she's your high school. Sweetheart. Been together since we were sixteen. We got married at twenty five, so That's we've been amazing. together nine years. It was young by today's standards, but not seemed like an appropriate time to get married. And we've been married for seventeen or eighteen. That's uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky. I mean, I yeah. think some of it is we got lucky, and I acknowledge that in the book. I'm, I, yeah. I'm not going to soapbox about everybody. Just we got lucky, but also we've worked at it and some, yeah. you know, things like 
being like, hey, I really need this. It's important to me. And, and the could, showbiz lifestyle of touring and stuff had hasn't like been a challenge or has been a challenge? I, I don't... I mean, Kirsten, you may have a different view of it, but I, I just... I don't know that it's been any more challenging than my friends who went to law school or had a job and came home and felt like mm -hmm. there's something there is something charming about getting time away from each other. Well, yeah. One of my beliefs is that that is in marriage. We sometimes want to. Um, what about the temptations at, of the road? I, my my I, th I fucking worship Kirsten yeah. and I always have. And I kind of thought if she's cool to let me go yeah. do this thing that I want to yeah. do. Like you'd have to be kind of thick to be like, and now let me risk it all for yeah. some for a one night stand. I mean, yeah, but that's m very mature of you as well, though. I mean, especially when you're you know in your twenties and you know it's just you know. Well, I you know one of the things I would say is don't get married if you're if you're if you got a wandering eye and you're like, hey, I got some oats I need to sow. So you just didn't have that. Well. I had so much to lose, yeah. you know. I, I I had a I had a stunning, bright. Yeah. I had a tremendously cool. It's like it's like getting a, I don't know what would be the equivalent. I don't know. It's like careful. <laughs> trying to figure this. You know, but it, it's like you get the best guitar in the world, right. and you're like, let me play this Yamaha. Yeah, you're gonna like mix it around. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like pass I don't know what else <laughs> to say yeah, here yeah. not that there's anything wrong with Yamahas they actually make great guitars and they record especially great especially basses right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what give me an example of one of the other essays I like this like what's another one um well uh okay you know there's another another essay on heroes mm -hmm. right and the role that heroes play that's yeah. in their relationships um who's who, who well, your hero? and it's you know, and instead of just writing who my heroes were, I just thought, why, why are he, why is the relationship, you know, we're we're in a culture where we're so obsessed with what people we don't know are doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, my kids, I watch them fall down that Instagram well. I fall down it. You know, you're just yeah. like you're obsessed with it. So I thought about this. Like, is this is there anything? What's good about it? and and the best thing I can say about heroes is. They show us who we want to be, you know? Um, so that's the healthy side of heroes. Mm -hmm. On the disadvantage, you know, you got these people. I, I, I played golf. John Daly's a fan of my music, the golfer. He's very crude, very crazy guy. That's great. It's pretty fun. It's been a fun relationship. Big? Oh man, he's like I, I don't know. he's like the I know Chris, Tiger Woods. He's like the Chris Farley of <laughs> yeah, the golfing world. He's crazy. World. Uh, he's won two yeah, of the majors. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, and he, he drinks and smokes and he's, he's just a like mad against man. type, but he's a kick-ass golfer. So we so we got so we get an invitation to go golf, and I bring my dad and my brother, and I bring Kirsten's dad, and these are they're they're much more conservative than we are. They're much more. We go to, I say, just who, so you, who is more conservative? My, my, my in-laws, my family, yeah. even my dad. They're all like a little more, they're traditional, they're old school Catholics. I'm just like, look, guys, John is a wild card. I can't, this will be fun, but I right. don't know. We get down there and we go to play golf and Kirsten's dad says, oh, I can't wait. You know, I, he, he played at our club one time. Like, I can't wait to meet him. I said, just remember, he's, he's a crude man. He's and I'm not a the prude. Edges. We meet this guy. We get down there. We walk into the, to the club. And Kirsten's dad says, John, I know someone that knows you. And John goes, well, did I fuck her? <laughs> and, then, and then Kirsten's dad doesn't even bat an eyelash, which is stunning. But then he says, no, it's a he. And he goes, well, did he suck my cock? Oh and I'm like, God. I'm going to let you guys catch up. <laughs> I mean, this shit is like Did insane, right? So, but my, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're with your father-in-law and I've known this guy since I'm 16. So he's kind of an intimidating figure oh my God. and we're here and you're like, how's this going to go? And the thing is, it went fine. We had a great time because people, when someone is a hero of theirs, they will turn the other cheek they just see it through rose color oh well no you know he's just john daly being john daly but if someone they didn't like said anything even a fraction of that yeah. 
they would crucify him. You know, is that in your essay? Is this it whole is? Bit in- and I debated using it, and I asked John. I said, "Are you okay with me telling this story? Because I don't want to throw you of under the bus or make you he, look." Of he but was. he's John Daly, so he's like, oh, "I love you, man. Whatever." You know, and, and I appreciate that about him. That's why I like yeah, him because he's unapologetically who he is. Uh, you yeah. Know? Uh, that's so funny. I also think though, and the editor actually. She said, I don't know, this is just a yarn. And I said, no, this is a story. This is to my point about heroes. Like, I'm going to tell it, not telling it to be crass. I give the reader a little warning. Right. But I did put it in. I, I hope we'll see if it was a good move or not. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, uh, I, I also think, though, like, when somebody is so unapologetically who they are, it's almost like what? You, it's almost like the force. Like even like I, I would almost go like maybe even if you didn't know the person, if they are just the spirit of that, yeah, like that you can get away with it. It's almost like somehow some Carry kind of off. like you know what I mean? Some, yeah, some kind of like use the force. Yeah, it's like something about that. no. It, it could be like I mean, and and I, I think you may be right about that. Yeah, it, there's just something about. You know the fame card or the achievement card or the things right, that make that definitely does the, that, that, that like, smooths it over even yeah, more. Of course, yeah. greases the wheels. Grease, for it. Greases the wheel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and and it's like, uh, what else did you say about heroes? That's interesting. Well, You're, so I made a few. And who point, are your heroes? And in, in, in the essay, I said, look, I'm going to make a few points about heroes here, and and one of them was that you know that we that we t- sort of the this seeing heroes as real people right yeah and then i got into my heroes and my heroes were my grandfather Uh um was a refugee of this country he let he was like chased out of nazi germany came back fought d-day plus two as a 19 year old Mm -hmm. went on just he just exemplified so many of the things that i want to be and and my point there was heroes don't need to be famous people heroes are people that show us who we want to be in the world and so i heroes away let's say let's hesitate on that for a second okay Heroes don't need to be famous people. Heroes are what? Heroes show us who we want to be. Heroes show us who we want to be. I love that. Yeah. God, that's a good line. Have, have you written in that in that song? Heroes show us who we want to be. I don't know, but I, but maybe then we this should be written. Maybe Careful, we write this. He's gonna take it. No. <laughs> Hero, heroes show us who we want to be. That's um, beautiful. Well, you know, write it and send me some well, little you just, cut. You, you you know, just, I don't know no, what the hell. You wrote it. I, 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 I'm it, you just know? acknowledging it. It's, I, be, it's I appreciate, beautiful. You know, no, it's, um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, but that idea is... And David Bowie didn't make it in the hero section. <laughs> I just think because he's got the song and it's David Bowie. I'm kind of kidding. I'm just. Does David Bowie have a song called Heroes? Oh yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. We could be Huge. heroes just for one day. You don't know okay, that song? Okay, that's cool. No, I don't. Oh my Bowie's God. not. Not in. He's not like. I know. I'm obviously very aware of him, but he's. Yeah, not. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. You know? Um. Well, what's another essay? Um. So let's think about this. Uh. You know. Not to alienate people who don't have kids, but I really enjoyed writing that one because it's such a huge part of my life, and it's a big part of my songs too. What the kids? Kids, yeah. It's like yeah, I, I, I want to have kids, and I ha- don't. I think have that's any. so. Are you married? Or are you? No. Okay. No, no, I haven't, haven't. With someone or no? Um, not really. I mean, I mean, you know, just starting to sort of. This is this is again, this is actually you know, this like, podcast could be like this is your your right. your match.com because exactly. like, he's got no. great aim ladies he's <laughs> wants to have a family a peter pan disposition he's into yoga and steakhouses exactly. um, you know exactly. this is no, I, for more information visit long, at josepharthur.com a long period of uh, not dating recently and just now started so yeah i mean um but yeah, I think you'd be a catch, man. It seems uh, like yeah, I feel like I got, cool. it, you got, I got it together way. a little bit more than I have had in the past. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. So what about the that's kids? Exciting. Let me think who I know. We'll see. We got yeah. a lot of eligible bachelorettes in the world here. So, what? but the kids thing, um, I guess the biggest thing about the kids, I'm trying to think about how to like address this without sounding heavy handed, but Everybody, a lot of times people who don't, who have kids, ah, it's the best, you got to do this. And they kind of, it can be really obnoxious to people that don't have kids. They shove it down your throat. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes a lot of people be like, you don't need to do it. Like you can tell there's not everybody is that whole, like you got to do it. Well, and that was the essay breaks out between kids are the best and kids are the worst. And there's, 
It's everything. It's both. Kids are the worst because there is a lot of weather, and then it goes back to, but the great, greatest thing that has happened to me about having kids is just that it opens your heart in a way yeah. that is... Nothing else. I will. don't know that anything else ever will. Like I, could, I will never. My kids that. will never love me the way that I love them. Yeah. And I think that's what people like me get addicted to. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have kids, if you can understand what that's, if you can get a beat on that idea, mm -hmm. it's like the idea of you can. Oh, it's a it's a, a self awareness. It's an opening tool of like, hey, when we start caring about the next generation and kids, that's like. That's that's worth noting and chasing and 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 wanting to do in your life just mm -hmm. because it's it's an expansion of of what your heart is capable of you yeah. know, um, and for that and that was kind of what I tried to drive at in the kids essay. But I also you know ended up telling a lot of stories about you know the bullshit that I've gotten involved in with my own kids and you know. I tried to make I try in all these things I try to you add try to an element of humor and the light levity. and the dark as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I want to share good information, but I don't ever want it to feel preachy or heavy handed, mm -hmm. which is not to say that it doesn't, because it may, I don't know. We'll have to see when people read the book, what their take on it is, but. And it's out though, it's printed. It comes out in April. Oh, and, and, So it's great. not printed yet today. Well, Actually, congratulations. Just, yeah, it's, it's on the way. Yeah, it's I mean, can, can we keep going down this road? Yeah, or is this if you're, if I'm into it, yeah. I'm interested. I, I, I just, love talking about it. It's yeah, my first time talking about it with that's anybody. That's great, so, so what, what's another one? Um, okay, so I gave you some of the first part of the book is relationships. So we talked about kids. We talked about marriage. So we'll go to the uh, everything else that matters. Health. Let's talk about health because you down. said you have this, right? <laughs> I'm into health. All right. So, okay, when I, around the time I turned 40, a couple of you have a few firsts. You have your first colonoscopy. Oh, I still haven't had that. I haven't had and it I'm either. 48. 44. Oh. I just pray you a lot. Go, you should I go. Pray. I thought you I just, get it at 50. I actually pray I, a lot, I, too. I, I pray and visualize a white light healing my whole body when I'm in savasana and yoga. Yeah. I feel like that's enough, but I could be wrong. Well, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And I and pr prayer for me is a big one, too. Actually, I got to... Uh, yeah, that reminds me. No. I yeah. got to get my health insurance updated. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God. So That's like a... St <laughs> my so, stress meter goes like, ah, figuring out that shit. Yeah. So you had a... So colonoscopies. Well, you know, you... Uh, because, because, again, and not... To, it's not a macabre thing, but it's like, okay, I got kids. Like, I, I may not live forever. You start taking all this into account, right? So I go for, for my 40-year-old mm -hmm. thing, and he's like, so you still drink two days a week. And I'm like, like, what was I, like 15 when I said that? No, like I drink much more than that. Like, And he's like, okay, do you have how much? You do, do you drink more than that? Yeah. Oh, that's what it said in your yeah, medical fucking, record? Absolutely. I don't yeah. drink. Good, good, great. Yeah. I mean, I have, but, you know, I... Did you, to. are you sober? I, I'm basically, yeah, I'm, I'm like a sober person. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I'm not sober, I should be, let's put it that way. You okay. Know? But are um, you like, are you, would you say, are you an addict or are you? Oh like, yeah. I would consider myself that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well then. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we fit that. Well, okay. Joe's been in and out of AA for a long time. You have. Okay, hey, good. you don't have to put it like well, that. Well, no, it's, no? A, it's a good thing he's sober now. But no, yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and, and what I... what I, he, what, he doesn't yeah. know you, so I'm yeah, just yeah, like... What, I, what yeah. I say to my kids, though, is, is to, like, look, I, and I say this in the book, I don't know anybody who's a better person because they drink. You know, like, I don't think yeah, anybody's... It doesn't make... Or, or because they do drugs or anything. Like, I don't... I'm not Weeds condoning I, any of it. I don't it. know. And I like microdosing mushrooms. Okay, is is that okay to do with your? Are you? I mean, I make my own rules. Yeah, you know, I'm not okay. like a, I, I don't go by the book, but uh, you know, I think microdosing is like, uh, especially psilocybin is like really beneficial. I mean, they're coming out with all kinds of research on it now. Like even like, you know, John Hopkins. I mean, like really like. But you don't know. do you throw up? I I will not no, do no, anything I'm, I'm where I know about, I'm no, no, throw no, up. No, it's such a tiny amount. When you say microdosing. It really is microdosing, like a tiny bit, and you barely feel it. It just, it does something where it elevates your, your, it just does something with this. I don't know the language of it, so I can't really explain it in a right. smart way. But I just, I mean, I'm not talking about for an effect. I'm talking yeah. about really genuinely, like there's even research. I was just listening to a podcast of uh, this guy, Paul Stamets on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's the big mushroom guy that, 
<clears throat> has that whole line of mushrooms like lion's mane, reishi, and all these stuff you get in the health food store. Oh, okay. They're really, really good. But also he was talking about the psilocybin stuff and like even if you take the heroic dose, so, so to speak, like the big like you are tripping dose, it's not even as good on certain levels as when you take a tiny amount. It's almost like the overdose is not good for you. I mean, um, so yeah, I believe in that. But I, I think that's healthy for people to do. But um, it seems sort of in vogue because I've I've keep yeah, well, he- I yeah, keep because, hearing about it because sure. they're like lightening. Like you know, it's like everybody's like viewpoint on this stuff is like loosening up a little bit and getting out of the sort of dark ages of it. Right. You know, I mean, even like weed to me induces fear. It makes me more fear based. It makes me a bit more paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me less willing to like throw myself out there or if I like throw myself out there say on Instagram and then get stoned I'm like oh my god what did I do right right. whereas microdosing doesn't do any of that it actually makes you just you know it just makes you I think it helps you to the fuller expression of yourself in a way I I think it's healthy well I hear that and I think that we got it we do have to make our own rules to some you know to some degree I I, I think probably like even Bill Wilson who in who uh, was the founder of AA with Dr. Bob he uh, famously took LSD a lot like so so even like so <laughs> so when ironic. you say like are you yeah exactly so yeah. like when you say are you allowed to do that it's like well no if you like took like the biggest big book thumper in the world they would be like terrible terrible you're but the guy who founded it right you know was yeah, like totally. a total like uh you know cosmonaut you know so it's like I mean like who makes the rules well, and weed was never really my thing, you yeah. know, like it's just kind of, but, but, but booze sometimes for me helps me like be the dad I want to be, you know, like it's bath Wait, time, what? right? Boo- so it's, it's like you're, 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 you know, it's bath time and you're so exhausted and you're just shifting right out of like the work day into something that takes a lot of patience, mm-hmm. which being a parent takes a ton of patience. And sometimes, you know, you open up a bottle of wine and it allows you to be just more like Laid there. Back, yeah. So well, I, if can, alcohol if has worked for me, but drinks it's, like and it, leave it at that, and it doesn't sure expand past that. Like for me, I could I could easily have a couple glasses of wine with you right now, go home, go to sleep, and it would be fine. Uh, and then maybe even do that again the next day. But eventually, if I keep doing that, there'll fall be, there'll be a time when I just keep drinking, you know, and it's just, uh, that's why it's, for me, it's better just to make alcohol not an option. If I keep alcohol, sure. and that's my way of staying sober. Like, that's how I can do something like, oh, I could microdose if I want, but like alcohol's not an option. And sure. I even like make weed sort of not an option right now, you know, like. So. Good. Yeah, I think if I think anytime you can do without stuff, yeah. it's best to do yeah. without it. And I impart that to my children. I don't, I don't condone it. I'm just here. We are. The ball is where it's lying. I'm 43. Yeah. Yes, I drink much more than two days a week, and I don't just have one or two drinks. And I can remember my doctor, who I love, looking up at me over his glasses and saying, "That's too much." It is too much. Um, <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Well, I, you know. <laughs> But you know what else is too much? Like the way I eat is too much. It's like everything about everything is too, you know, so what you do is you work with it. And Mm -hmm. my, and in my essay on health, going back to that, I, I I say, you're going to have to take everything I say with a massive grain of salt because I'm a chronic overeater. I know I drink too much. I mean, you're skinny though. I don't get the overeater thing. Yeah, it doesn't show up always, but it has actually showed. I've gained, I've gained as Kirsten so told our friends the other day she's he's like he's actually got a gut now i'm like thank you for noticing yeah um but it's true um and it's like i don't want from i mean some of it is you're just you're stress eating you're emotionally you're dealing with i could do yoga i could meditate yeah there's many ways but sometimes having that drink gets you where 45 minutes of meditation might get you in five minutes and so you do it i'm not mm-hmm. hey, again i'm not this isn't i'm not proud yeah. of this but i'm also but it's also not like heavily messing with my life i'm not out drunk on the week you know i'm like i'm just sort of managing my life mm-hmm. and it's pretty intense and it it sometimes and and this is kind of my point on health like perf- seeking perfect health is a lot of pressure to put on oneself mm-hmm. you know my friends who do everything right but they're the most passive aggressive motherfuckers you ever meet because they're so wound tight mm-hmm. 
It's like if drinking isn't going to put you over the edge or smoking a joint isn't going to put you over the edge, you might want to consider it because you're not, you don't seem to be in getting joy from your life. I, I get a lot of joy from my life. I would like to dial in my health a little bit more. Okay, it's one of the things that I know I have you. to do. Denial ain't a river in Egypt, my friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I, I'm looking pretty at this from with pretty open eyes. Yeah, I mean, I'm the yeah. one telling my doctor like, doc, no, I'm definitely drinking more than, I mean, I don't, you know, and I talked to my dad. He's an alcoholic, but he doesn't. He also he's not unpleasant. He's he, but he's a guy that. When I talk to him, and he's like, "Son," he's like, "I drink so much more than you," and and it kind of you you're just all it's all perspective, you know. I'm like, but I say to my dad, I don't want to. I want to be able to still have conversations at nine at night when I'm 65. I don't want to be, you know. I can't talk. I can't talk to my dad after a certain time of day. Mm-hmm. He's never been unpleasant. He's. He laughs at me when I overeat because he's like, son, you just got, I have to you have an off switch. And I'm like, oh, yeah. As he's looking up at me over his bowl of Chardonnay, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, let's talk about off switches there, Pop. You know, right. we just have our stuff, you know, and you, yeah. hey, everybody's doing the best they can. That's true. That's true. It does run in families, alcoholism, that stuff. I worry it's about genet- it. It's genetic. From my neck. I feel like with me and my sister, my, I feel like with my siblings, it may have skipped our generation I'm not saying we don't drink too much, but I'm not sure we have the same need to drink. And I worry, right. did it does it skip and go to your kids? And and I say in the book, I'll never forgive myself if one of these guys really struggles with it. I'll feel bad that I ever represented anything to them. I mean, this is kind of the but Yeah. What are you gonna do? You know? Start going to yoga every day. <sighs> I don't know about that. Come on, it's so good. It's the best. I, I I'll say this. This is what I love about yoga. Because I <laughs> Kirsten's looking. I've tried yoga, no, and I yoga, will try it again. Like, well, here's the Tell deal with yoga. Like, cause, like, okay, today, for instance, I go and do 90 minute hot yoga class, and it's like, I, I, I get up early, I go, and then I turn my phone off for the first two hours of the day. I'm not looking at my phone at right. all. At the end, I'm, I meditate for 15 minutes, and then also I've like completely stretched this like middle-aged body out like completely and like just feel like a sort of a blissful way of starting the day and you do that sort of every single day it's just and then i have a a mantra going on while i'm in the practice so it's like i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i do the ho'oponopono mantra and it's just like that gives me such a leg up on my day yeah. You know, and then like that, it's hard to have a bad day after that. You can, you know, you can have a mediocre day after that, but a bad day, you know, I mean, that's how I, I craft it. I'm not like trying to be preachy or high. No, stuff, no. It's, I'm it, just like, as a, as a recommendation to people who are like, like, I don't know, a little bit, not saying you, I'm just saying them out there. Anybody who's aimless or like looking for a path is such a great way of getting a leg up on your day and on your life. Is yeah. Because just even the sheer fact of this device is off and out of your life for the first two hours or hour and a half of your day, mm. that's like intense right there. I mean, just I, I couldn't get away from that if I didn't do that, I don't think. you know? No, I know. And it's, it's, it messes with you. It's admirable. Yeah, I don't. And I'm not awesome. saying it to be like Mr. Admirable. No, but no, either. but you have you, you have know. actually, you know, and you and I have never met until right. today. But it's yeah. like you have a warm glow. You have kind of. A, it, it, it's not surprising to me that that's your yeah. regime. Right now, like, if you looked, if you looked at my household, when we wake up, it's fucking chaos from the <laughs> second we wake up. Right. We have four young kids. It's yeah, like, yeah. and I, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, it's it is so batshit crazy that I. And this is what my chapter about health is about. Like we've all got different situations, right. so there isn't one. That's right. This There's is no, you can just go. Hey, exactly. This is how it works for me. This is yeah. how it works for and you. And I appreciate your candor. Yeah, too, I know? mean, and I appreciate you, like because obviously, like yeah, you you as well have a very in, integrity vibe, right? And, and I can t- you know, and also I like did a little bit of research and just like people love you, like your fans, <laughs> like That's they cool. they love you. They they think of you as like this incredible in you know artist that you know they wish had more fans and this that and the other i can relate to that too because yeah people feel the same way about you i get a little of that too and it's like uh and so it's like um 
You get a yeah. lot of that. My I, my manager's like, when you were there, she's like, get your ass down there and meet with right. Joseph Arthur. That's cool. She's That's a big, cool. big, big fan. No, and tell, it's her, great. Yeah. tell her hi. Shout out. What's her name? Yeah, Jessica Martin. Jessica Martin. Jess, Shout we're out. here. And you took a picture, right, Kirsten? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. She yeah, took a good, picture. Good, good. But, uh, um, yeah, so anyway, I respect you. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm, Thanks. I'm, all, that, all that being said with respect, you know? Yeah, no, I feel and, it. And, yeah. and, and, and actually, in the book, one of the things that I say is, for me, yeah. I'd rather relate deeply to one person than on a surface level to many. Oh, wait. Okay, say that again. So, I'd rather relate deeply to, to one, one person, person. Yeah, than no. on a surface level yeah, to beautiful. many. What, what chapter is that in? I, I think it's in the introduction. Oh, okay. I got right into that. Because being this type of artist and stuff, you you go, what are the aces in my deck? Like, mm-hmm. well, this is what I'm about. And so you see that. You see a deep connection to the people that are listening to your music. Yeah. And my hope is with the book that we can reach a little, that we can get a little further beyond that. You you're, know, not for my own You're definitely shit, going but to. I hope so. I Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. I we're, hope so. We're doing it here now with the yeah. breakdown. This, yeah. This yeah, is, I know. This is legendary. This is the first pod. <laughs> this is the first talking this about the jamming. book, too. It's very what, what, cool. Give us another one. What's another essay? Um, uh, fantastic hair. <laughs> what do we got? Well, yeah, we both have fantastic hair. Yes. Anyway, that, is that on. really a chapter? Hang on to it. No, no. Well, you know... Um, and let, let's kind of let's go home. Let's kind of come home. How are we doing? We are we, okay. We got a minute. Like here, How I know. Time? I know. Stephen was stuck in traffic and we started late. It's five twenty-eight. Okay. So. Okay. So <laughs> let's wrap it up. So, so let's yeah. Let's let's move towards that. But but okay. So let's go to this give chapter. Us, give us one more. This is the last chapter in the book. <laughs> okay. This is something that I think uh, I would guess is is important to all three of us who are here. Um, and There's Kirsten, four of, us. four of us. I know. Sorry, <laughs> all three of us except my dumb the wife over there. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no. But the last chapter is legacy. Mm. Okay, Ooh. and it's like, you know, there's I, we are so, and and this ties into our mutual friend Adam Duritz. Oh. When my kids meet Shout Adam, out Adam, Adam Duritz. Duritz meant so much to me growing up. Means a lot to me now, but. Yeah. Sold whatever, 35 million records or whatever. When my kids Whatever. See, no, but I mean, you know, so it's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, I may yeah. be underestimating the know. statistic. Yeah. I don't know what the exact statistic is. My point is this man impacted millions yeah, and yeah. millions of people with his art. Mm-hmm. When my kids meet him, they're like, is this a nice guy? Does he have lemonade in the fridge? And the point is... They just don't give a shit. Right. It means something. You mean something to the people first, you mean something to. Does he have lemonade in his fridge? And then is, <laughs> and he, then a nice is guy? he a nice guy? Exactly. <laughs> so there's two ways. There's two ways to feel about that, though, right? Yeah. You're either excited by the fact that, oh wow, I'm small. Like even if you're a big, big deal, like it's not his experience as a human is not that different from anyone else's. So mm-hmm. I get to. I can get rid of some of this ego-driven shit because it's we're all just people trying to go our way. Yeah. Or you can feel completely flattened by like, wow, I'm so small. Does any of this matter at all? And I tend to favor the former, you know, love like, wow, this levels the playing field completely. So our legacy is really like, what are we going to impact in our immediate circle? What What little things can we do? to have our life mean something. Yeah. And that feels really like that's empowering. And what is that? Well, it's what different we... for it's different for everybody, but for me it makes it makes me go instead of going, wow, this person has more, you know, Facebook followers than I do or they selling out the beacon and I'm just doing, you know, this this size venue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at it that way, I it makes me wake up and go like, no, I I get this incredible opportunity to be with these people and to connect with them and to share something and to maybe turn their thinking or their human experience in a positive way in whatever capacity i get to bring them some joy maybe but also i i feel like i'm i was sent here to to like have a conversation and to do thinking things so i so i relish that even if it even if it sometimes feels like my megaphone is not as big as i initially wanted it it to be yeah or want it to be you know yeah it's like this this sense of my legacy is not it's not about numbers that's not the metric that's the wrong metric it's about what are we doing with what we're with where we are and where we're here and that is exciting and empowering and that was 
that's a takeaway. You know, how am I raising my kids? How am I being with my friends? How am I being in my community? These these are like achievable things that aren't just like, that don't make you feel like you're just pushing the mountain, you know? Right. What do you do about the frustration when that's the enlightened perspective? What happens when the the devil on your shoulder is like, man, fuck all that. Why isn't my megaphone big? You know, because like we all have like the enlightened one on our shoulder and sure. then also the little dumb brat on our shoulder. Totally. Too. How do you talk down the dumb brat? Well, and I'm the king of the dumb brat. I mean, the Grammy nominations came out yesterday. Dude, me too. I bugged me. You just I, start not, feeling I, 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 like, shitty. I, like straight up. Like, <laughs> really? you know what though? I, like, yeah, I just put out a record too. And it's like, I, and then, you know, like Grammy nominations come out and it's like, yeah, it, like it, it hit me a little bit. But then my manager, manager, I said that to my manager, something like, yeah, we didn't get Grammy thing. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, neither did Springsteen. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay. I or actually, Taylor Swift. And he said that too. I was like, I, I actually, you know. But and that's you a fucking crime. Don't Taylor you have Swift's, to submit yourself for the great. Grammys? Yeah, I didn't do that. I don't okay, know if you do so, or not. I mean, know. it's not, you know. It's I think, one of those I think, I think we it. did, but I don't think we ever have. I don't yeah. even think we ever thought it was possible. And I made this record and I saw what it was doing for people. And I said to my manager, and I remember she kind of chuckled. And I'm like, fuck that. Let's submit it. Like, we are every bit, there's no, oh, I'm not she saying. she chuckled at the Grammy thing. Well, yeah. she, you know, because it's just like, it because sounds never, a little crazy yeah. to be like, hey, make sure we submit for the Grammys because yeah. you're like, we doesn't. But I'm kind of like, no, I think we did a great piece of work. Yeah, and let's I don't, do it. Because some sometimes they do. Sometimes it's sometimes like, they grab some, onto something. Some underdog, sometimes I'm But also, get it. I mean, how many, I mean, don't get me going, but it's like, the Grammys is the same fucking people every year. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. only know. No, you can't. No, it's one of those things where you, you know, like, you know, you don't take, you can't take it too seriously. No. And it, it bugged me for like five minutes. Honestly, it did not, bu it did not bug me for long. Same. But it, but it does <laughs> no, bug you same. a little bit. But like since, it does, but it, it, you're, it's you're a little asking, thing. Like it's a little like, uh, you know, it's I one of those no things. But it's like, well, you know, I know, and, you know, and you're, you, you life know, goes on. I want to be, you know, I, I want to make sure that I finish this point because I don't right. want to sound like a sour grapey guy. Exactly. Exactly. You're asking and, about the yeah. the good and the bad. So yeah. at 43, I can now right. go, I used to be like, God, Kellogg, why do you feel envy and why are you feeling right. jealousy? And why? Yeah. I accept now this is part of my personality. I could right. no sooner change that than I could change the well, color like, of my It's like getting nervous before a gig. It's like part of it is like just in the mix. It's like, come on. It's like you're you're out here being an artist doing it. Of course you of course you want bigger recognition you want your work to travel you want your work to you want to help more people you want you want your work if you think if you believe in what you're doing you want sure. that out there more so there so feeling a little disappointment there that's just human that's fine totally it's like, human it's like if, if, totally you, fine. if you then go and like go on a crack bender for five months and like give up and you know you know like then that's unhealthy. If you if it bugs you a little bit and then you feel better, like you know, the next day and you're fine, then was, that's a healthy. It, it, it's just like it was. Healthy. It was like a little thing in, that you're like, why that's, do I feel this? Oh yeah, because like it was another year where you where you're like, and then you move and on. It and it makes me feel fun. better even talking to you because it's almost like identifying, like oh, okay, it's like yeah, he, he you know, and, and it's like well, and know, Joseph, that's yeah. why I even brought that example up because yeah. that's the benefit. Right. If you can say, yeah, I of yeah. course I feel envy and I feel jealousy, I feel all these human things. I'm like, fine. but uh, uh, but it know. doesn't it doesn't hang me up. I don't Some people swim have around real problems. It. You know, it's like one of those. Yeah, and you, know? and you don't and you don't have to feel <laughs> remotely bad or embarrassed no. for having those feelings. No, you know, I think it's exactly. just like, all right, cool. This is how it went. And it's healthy to acknowledge them and right. to, and then also just you know laugh it off because it is ultimately. It's kind of a joke. I mean, and I'm not saying that in any disrespect, but it is ultimately it's not a big deal. But you know, I, well, I, and I'm any gonna, friends I'm, who are listening, like I'm happy for you. I really yeah. am. Oh, like, yeah. I know. I mean, you got to yeah. shout out Jeff Amit. You know. He got a Grammy. Yeah, for, I texted for him. Pat, I it's texted him too. Gregory Allen Isaacoff, yeah. one of yeah, the yeah. classiest he artists in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the world, gets yeah. a nod. He's deserved yeah. one for many years. I mean, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous that it was his first one. But who is that? Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Oh, okay. Been trying to get him for a session for years. He's oh, okay. he's he, he he's is a singer he is songwriter. A, yeah. yeah, he's in. I and mean, he got a great gr Grammy nomination, huh? I didn't know that. I didn't know. Oh either. yeah, I've never no. even heard of him. So, and the, here's a guy you've never go. heard of who who will sell out multiple nights at Red Rocks. I mean, oh wow, just quietly without fanfare, without stepping on anybody, just yeah. has gone and built a beautiful career. Nice that it's recognized. Mm -hmm. I am happy. I'm really happy for him. You just feel the pangs of your own ambitions yeah. that don't, you know. It's you like know, fun. and that, that's healthy too because it's like 
thing. Yeah, it's like hell yeah, I still have those kind of ambitions. Yeah, and hell yeah, that's nothing right. wrong with that. Like, right. this just makes me want to, you know, use that as fuel to keep going. Like, you 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 convert everything. Like, a, a, an artist is somebody who redeems every situation yeah. and, and makes work out of it. That's what an artist does. You know, it is. So it's like our little disappointment here. Well, okay, well, you know, we'll get them next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all it is. We'll get That's all it is. We are we're the Academy. Coming. If you're listening, hey, Joseph and I are submitting our next work in advance here. We're coming. That's we're coming all you, for you. Just you, two you, words. <laughs> we're coming. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, should we that's wrap awesome. it there? We should. Yeah. We Dude, should. I good, hate to uh, wrap it. I love bro, talking to you guys. We'll do it again. Yeah. We'll do yeah. part two. Yeah. We'll do part two. I, I that love was, it. That was a lot of fun. Me. And congratulations on your book and your beautiful life and your family and your wife. and Thank you. Everything, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. You too. You yeah. too. Really glad to know. Will you connect us too so we can yeah, yeah, see each for other? Yeah, sure. And we should do some shows together sometime. Yeah, yeah man. That would be. Yeah, let's do You can that. teach me yoga. This episode yeah. is you coming out. You teach me out. how to drink properly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is coming out next Friday, and okay. you have a few shows in the city right yeah, after you, that. You give want your to socials. Yeah, that's, and our all tour that. starts that day, and so we'll, you know, it's we kick off in uh, Northampton, Mass, and we do this. this uh, city. Where are you playing there? Iron Horse Music Love Hall. Love that place. Yeah. Great place. Yeah, great place. Yeah. We're doing a lot of great venues on this run. And you're run playing New throughout. York, December. Where, where do people see the dates? To New York. So, stephenkellogg.com. Word. S-T-E-P-H-E-N-K-E-L-L-O-G-G.com. Old school website. Um, and we'll have, the, we got the tour dates up there. The music's up there. All the all the stuff yeah. is kind of, you play, know. He's playing the cutting room December 6th, I think. What's your Instagram? It's at uh, Stephen underscore Kellogg. I'm at, I'm at Joseph underscore Arthur. We got there. The, we I'm, are. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a place where we know that we're putting, <laughs> if we putting ever, our stuff if out If we there. ever do a band, we're going to call ourselves the underscores. The yeah. underscores. Double entendres, too. Because yeah, like again, it makes under, you think of underdogs. Underrated. Underdogs. underrated. Yeah. Beautiful. Boom. Love it. All right, y'all. I love it. Thanks, Thank you, you guys. Steven. Thanks for the chat. Right. Yeah, see you soon. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.